It's Wednesday, everybody. It is November 11th? Yes, it's November 11th. I had to think for a second I was going to say the 13th, but nay, my friends, nay. It is Wednesday, November 11th. Maybe you're joining us live, streaming on mutinyradio.fm. Maybe you're listening to this podcast post-show. This is the AltaCast here on mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will be joined by my wonderful co-host, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, when we are going over the comedy submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. Because why not do it live on the air? It's all comedy. So uh, right today, last week we went through a bunch of them, but today we have 54 people who have applied that we'll have to go through. But not all in one day, don't worry. If you want to call in at 415-550-0511 and say, hey, I really like that person, or holy crap, turn it off, make that comedy stop, just do that. 415-550-0511. I'm down here on the corner of 21st and Florida, 2781 21st Street at Florida. That's where mutinyradio.fm is located. Come on down. Come see a comedy show. They're really fun. Or like last night, they had improv. That's fun. Uh, this Friday is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I'm going to be out of town because my best friend is an amazing human being and is taking me on a plus one weekend to Napa. Oh, yes. I deserve it, you guys. Anyways, I'm really excited to drink wine and sleep in a really fluffy bed and eat really good food and not have to pay for it. Which is so... Um, opposite of my I had a little Facebook today that no one seems to like I wanted to rant about intolerant people and uh, how we're killing each other in the world and stuff like that but nobody cares because everyone's apathetic get a second Fitbit for your dog you fuck give a shit about Palestine am I right Uh, hey it's comedy time here on mutinyradio.fm this is the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals the best tink in the biz you guys have never tried medical marijuana tincture. What are you waiting for? Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. See what's up. It's good stuff, you guys, promise. Uh, they not only fund the station, but they are one of the major sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 that's going to be here at the station. March 2nd through 6th, that's five days. It's going to be five shows every day. Every show is $5. We're trying to get a big national headliner for a Friday show. I'm really excited. I think it's all going to come together. We have a couple sponsors already, one of them being Alta California Botanicals. Uh, Subliminal SF, a local awesome company, is helping us out with a bunch of our promotional logos and things of that nature. Asiento down the street, they're helping us out. PBR is a sponsor, so I'm really excited. It's going to be a super exciting time, I promise. So, you guys are listening to the AltaCast. Uh, whoops, playing behind me is Kope, as always. Gotta love her. Japanese Bjork. Like I said, I'll be... Soon, 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 I will be joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. But until then, let's get into it, folks. Here we go, submission 8918662. Zach Wiseman. We know Zach, but I told everybody they have to apply. 
Everyone has to apply. This is from um, Las Vegas Comedy Ooh, Night. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, shut up. Uh, you ever notice that cunts are usually the angriest about being called cunts? It's just an observation I made. People tell me I shouldn't open up with shit like that, but fuck them. Um, sometimes I think that maybe Obama got elected uh, because a bunch of illiterate rednecks were in the voting booth. They're like, B, A, M, A, Bama? Hell yeah, I'll vote for Alabama. I didn't even know you could do that. That's uh, good. So 420, that's the, that's the weed holiday. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, right? People don't know though, 421 through 429 is the meth holiday. You, you can't do all that meth in one day, right? They do, they think it's one day with a tinfoil over the windows. It's hard to tell the passing of time. <laughs> I don't get laid a lot. Uh, and I think I'm fairly attractive, which is worse. It makes it worse, right? Like, if I'm ugly, she wasn't fucking me because I'm ugly. That's simple. I can accept that. But this means girls aren't fucking me for my personality, and I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> it's true. That's, women are good, good judges of character. That's Because uh, I'm an asshole. I, uh, I drink a lot. I make poor decisions. Uh, I get defriended on Facebook a lot. Like, uh, this guy, he posts this thing, make sure your kids wear life jackets. Kids don't float. Uh, so I left the comment, well, they do when they're dead. Because that's just factual. That's what happens to dead bodies, you know? Yeah, he's not my friend anymore. He, uh, he ended that one quickly. <laughs> so the first fight Mike Tyson ever got into, he was 10 years old, and this kid from the neighborhood was fucking with his pigeons. So Mike Tyson knocked that motherfucker out. And to us, that's the first guy Iron Mike Tyson ever knocked out. But to them, dude got beat up by the pigeon kid. And that's fucking embarrassing. You're gonna have a rough high school life with that moniker. You know? <laughs> good, good. So I'm listening to this 911 call. This guy, he put one bullet into his revolver. Uh, he put it to his head, pulled the trigger, took off a chunk of his skull, didn't die, obviously, he called 911. Uh, so they send an ambulance, and then the dispatcher goes, sir, do you have any family that I should contact? The guy's like, yeah, I have a sister. Guess you should call her. Then uh, word for word, dispatcher says, well, off the top of your head, do you have her number? It's a fucking real thing that happened. It's a real thing. And I'm not much for puns, but that is some next level shit. <clears throat> I wish I had that presence of mind. And I like to think he was just sitting there the whole time. He's like, oh God, I, I, can, I can squeeze this in. So off the top of your head, do you have her number? And then he high-fives some other dude. Okay, I'm done with that. So people think the missionary position is that vanilla sex position, you know, guy on top, girl on bottom. But it's actually uh, the position you're in when you're systematically fucking a native people out of their culture and heritage. It's, uh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what missionaries do. I told that one time, and this Mexican guy, he was like, hey, you should say that in Spanish. And I was like, dude, that'd be fucking rad. How do you say it in Spanish? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, fuck, they got you. The missionaries got you. Fuck, I'm sorry. Touchy subject, I'm sorry. So I'm sitting at this bus stop one night, and this guy uh, from his car in the parking lot behind me, he's like, hey, man, do you have a cigarette? I'm a nice guy, so I run up, give him a cigarette, and I'm like, hey, man, which way are you going? He's like, that way. I'm like, fucking fantastic, same way my bus is going. 
Hey, man, can I get a ride home? Uh, without missing a beat, he says, sure, if I can suck your dick. Uh, and this confused me, you know, because I'm like, what, I'm driving? Like, what the fuck? Because in zero of my weird sex fantasies has the driver of the car ever blown me. You know, that just seems unsafe, you know? And part of me is like, you, you, have, you have dignity, man. You just take the bus home, hit it hard tomorrow. And a larger part of me is like, you don't have any fucking dignity. Who, who are you fooling? That's an extra hour of sleep. Uh, and even larger part of me is like, this is fucking hilarious. You have to let this man blow you. Uh, so I get in the car, uh, and he drives like halfway to the destination and like pulls off at this alley. Like if I would have got out then, I'd still be taking the same bus, you know? So I'm fucked either way. Well, fucked one way, blown the other. And one of those is getting me another hour of sleep. Uh, so, so I stay in the car, and then, then it becomes real to me that I'm about to get a blowjob from a fat, bald Mexican dude. Looks like he has a stack of hot dogs glued to the back of his neck. And I never imagined that to be my first gay experience. And then, and then I realized that I've never pulled out a flaccid dick for a blowjob before. That just seems rude, you know? So I'm doing some mental exercises, tits and ass, tits and ass. It was working, you know, I, got, I had like a half chub going. But as soon as he pulls it out, like as soon as it touches his hand, it's like a vampire to sunlight, you know? It's like a pouring salt on a slug. It's collapsing in on itself like a dying star. Uh, and that's how I know I'm not gay. Like most of you people just figure, I've done the research. Okay, that's my time. I'm Zach Wiseman. You guys have a good night. Zach Wiseman, uh, definitely going in the in-town, made-the-cut section, obviously. Yeah, you know he's going in. I am joined by the Sheriff of Truth, LaToya. Good afternoon. She's going to tell us the truth on this. I need her here, you guys, because I am just too kind. I would be like, everybody's great. <laughs> Everybody's so good at comedy. <laughs> and she'll be like, okay, no. <laughs> All right. But uh, Zach's definitely an in town, yes. All right. So, uh, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty uneventful. Uneventful. Yeah. Which is kind of good compared to last weekend. Last weekend, I lost my phone and it was Halloween. It was a Ooh. clusterfuck last week. But. Ooh. I like uneventful this week. Yeah, lost. What, where was your Where was your phone? I left it in someone's van. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. A big white van. Did yeah. they give you candy? A date rape van. They gave you candy. <laughs> yeah. And you. They didn't take my candy. They took my phone. They took your phone. Ah. So did Did you get it back, or you have? I did get now? it back. How How did Yeah. How did that magic occur? Um. Well, I tracked someone that was that other someone's friend. And so that's Chase someone. Him down. Yeah. And my phone was dead. So I'm just like, dude, I can't do that. Search my own phone. And by the way, I was trying to play it cool the whole couple of days I lost my phone because I'm like, you know what? I don't need a phone. I, you know, I have Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I don't have a landline. I do need a phone. So it, it's, it sucks how your world ends when you don't have your cell phone. So here's a question I have to ask you. Yes. I just this one person here, Alex Vermas from out of town in Boise, Idaho. Her, her, her link didn't come through. I just need to email her and say your, your link didn't work. Her link, her link. Uh, yeah, definitely do that. And it's an HTML. That doesn't make sense. 
Oops, Anyways, TML. it goes to a file error. What do you do when they fuck up? Do you just throw them away, or do you take the time to give them the benefit of the doubt? Uh... And you can't email her, correct? I can email her. I, I would, I would, you know what? I would email her because I know I would do something stupid like that if I was submitting something. But her email address is vermacebooking at gmail.com. Let's read her her bio. I can't believe her, her thing doesn't work. Alex Vermace is filled with estrogen and quirky nonsense. Her <laughs> burdens in life will raise your spirit as she shares her experience working with mentally delayed children. Growing up in Idaho and her struggle to be ladylike in a world where chivalry is dead. Alex has toured through nine states, including performances in major cities such as Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, Illinois. She's a regular opening act at Liquid Laughs, Boise's only full-time comedy club. And she was a regular host of the Subterranean Comedy at Tom Graney's house in Boise. Or Tom Graney's, there's no house there. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like someone's farm somewhere. <laughs> a showcase that ran for over three years. Alex Vermace is the kind of comedian that will take your discomforts and place them in, in the center of your comfort zone. All right. I like that. She's not a bad writer. No. The first word she learned was fool. That's cute. That is cute. Uh, but okay, so I'll, we'll deal with her later. We'll, we'll give you another chance, Alex. Well, I'll have to email her and say, hey, none of your stuff came through. I don't know what to tell you. Um, resend it. Yeah, resend Hurry. it or uh, whatever. Okay, here's the next one. 8916759. This is Casey Hunt. Uh, already, I don't like his video. There's a video <laughs> behind his video. <laughs> He's from out of town. He's from Boise, Idaho. Look at all these Idahoans. That's cool, man. Uh, according to a former classmate, Casey Hunt has had sad eyes since the fourth grade. Unfortunately, he'd much rather laugh into the mouth of the empty abyss than let comments like that get him down. Winner of the quarter hour of fame comedy contest number eight, Casey is a regular host and performer around the Treasure Valley, opening for comedians like Sean Jordan and Andrew Slater. At Liquid Laughs, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's see if his thing works. We know it does, cause, but I sure don't like the way this video looks already. See what you got, man. All right, here we go, Casey. Casey Hunt at Patero's Creek Brewery in Fort Collins. Um, Terrible sound. Yeah, I thought you guys were quiet again. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about? Don't you hate that question? What are you thinking about? I really freaking hate that question. Fucking hate that question, sorry. Uh, I don't know why I said freaking. But I, I hate that question because I think uh, it forces you to lie sometimes. Because I think as thinking people with brains, you know, we get thoughts that sort of roll through and you have no control over it. And you don't necessarily want to admit it out loud because then all of a sudden you're that guy that sits around daydreaming about what dog meat tastes like. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not gonna eat a dog, but just sometimes I catch myself like, oh, that's a uh, dog meat, huh? Oh, it's a dog <laughs> meat, great. Right. dog. I guess what I'm trying to say, guys, is that I'm not gay. <laughs> I know I'm not gay is because I thought about sucking a dick. <laughs> and if you're honest with yourself, that's... <laughs> there's always a couple... Oh, sorry, for point. There's always a couple... <laughs> <laughs> like this guy. It's like one of those things, it's just 
I guarantee at some point in your life you thought about sucking a dick like that, and it just maybe it happened like innocently when you were a little kid. You're just like growing up, like questioning the world. Like you ask your parents, like what is what is gay to be? You know, and they're like, oh, that's when a man loves another man or a woman loves another woman, and you're like, oh, that's cool. I can handle that, right? Uh, and then you're like. I mean, I love my best friend Jeff. He lives next door. He has Nintendo. Maybe I'm gay. And then you get a little bit older and you realize what that love actually looks like. And you're like, eh, yeah, I don't love Super Mario that much. I don't want to be gay anymore. Like, I think if it came down to it, like, I could do, like, a hand job, like that. <laughs> like, if that's all it was. I don't know why I'm trying to mic it right now. <laughs> if that's all it was, like, it wouldn't be too bad. But I know that's not all there is to it. There's a, how do I put this? There's a, there's a, a goal that I wouldn't be motivated to reach, I don't think. Historically, it's always been like, hey, you look like shit today. Buy this so someone will love you. <laughs> I think they do, they do that same thing to men. They just try to poke at your insecurities a little. They just do it a little more subtly. It's in the, it's in the tone of voice. It's like, I, I, I heard this Home Depot ad on the, on the radio, and they were trying to sell um, their garden. They were trying to sell flowers to men. And... Uh, it went something like, uh, and just the way that he ends it, his sentences, pay attention, because it just sounds like everything's going to be a game changer, you know? Like, I didn't know they sold chainsaws or whatever, but um, was, this is the ad that I, that I heard was, uh, these flowers have been rigorously tested to make sure they'll thrive in your garden all season. That's <laughs> <laughs> the way it ends, like, like he's just going to drop the mic, just like, what? I'm not doing it because it's leg day, bro. <laughs> I'm doing it because it like pretty things and uh, it improves the property value and it's like a lot of things. <laughs> it's not because I want to feel manly. So I'm just waiting for an ad that's uh, equally as transparent and equally as ineffective on people like me. 
that uh, comes on, he's just like, that'll be good. <laughs> At Home Depot, we know that. We know that somewhere deep in your subconscious, you're secretly jealous of women's ability to gestate and bring forth life from their very bodies, and you're looking for the next best thing. <laughs> I like too. He gets. Uh, he moves into the next pile. He moves. He moves from. Uh, yeah. Uh, oops. I don't want to reply. I want to. Where do I? I want to move to. This gets moved to. Out of town. All right. Next up, we've got Mitch Schlegel. Great name. From Los Angeles, California. Video's not popping up, which makes me sad. Mitch Stegel hails from the mean dirt roads of Michigan. He moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting and screenwriting, eventually finding himself in a stand-up comedy workshop. He's since performed around Los Angeles at Backyard and Bar Shows, the world-famous comedy store Mel's Comedy Hole, and at Morty's Comedy Joint in Indianapolis. All right. His thumbs are double-jointed. His favorite Power Ranger is Tommy the Green Ranger. Let's see his video. If it comes up with another broken link. Oh, here we go. Mitch Schlegel. That one. Mr. Mitch Schlegel. Oh, he doesn't look like I thought he was going to look like. I thought it was gang related. (laughs) Maybe everybody was like an army construction crew. Let's start that over. I don't know what happened. It like skipped. Please put your hands together for Mr. Mitch Schlegel. Until I was like about 12, and then uh, I left the city to go live with my dad in a uh, small town in Michigan. Uh, don't do not do that, guys. <laughs> I don't recommend that as a life choice. Uh, I moved to a place where we got school off for the first day of deer hunting season. Everybody had like uh, the orange hats and the orange vests. I thought it was gang related. Maybe everybody was like an army construction crew. Uh, I don't know if you've been to like a small town in Michigan uh, 20 years ago. Uh, but like another little thing I noticed was uh, everybody's free use of the N-word. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't exactly ready for that. I, uh, I was like a big Tupac fan, you know? I'm thinking, uh, there's no R in that. <laughs> Turns out those guys were not uh, Tupac fans. Uh, another thing they like to say a lot was retard, but they said it retard. Retard. Uh, that's more offensive to me than the N word. <laughs> 
you're gonna uh, call me a retard, but you can't even say it right? <laughs> Who's a retard now? <laughs> That's the pot calling the kettle the N-word. <laughs> All these uh, cops shooting unarmed people on camera, they should stop doing that. <laughs> Just like cold turkey if they could. For me. <laughs> How do you, uh, can you set your timeline to like just the fun stuff? That's, that's all I want. Oh, what happened? Why did it pause? See, I want to see my computer's like, being uh, stupid. Like team twerk videos. <laughs> like eight sets of ass cheeks bouncing in unison. That's amazing. Or read, read articles about new planets NASA discovered. Kepler spacecraft. That's not their staff and picks. I don't know if you're following this. Uh, if I'm gonna feel like shit from Facebook, I want it to be because uh, my ex-girlfriend friended a new guy. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is this a mirror dude? <laughs> read a lot of uh, read a lot of uh, detective novels when I was young, like Private Eye stuff. I have to pause for a second. So that last joke that was about who is that a mirror guy? Is that when you get friended by a person who isn't really a person, and then they put stuff on your your timeline? On your timeline. I didn't get it. I was confused. I, I felt chuckles in the back. I felt like I was supposed to recognize it, but then I didn't. What do you think about him so far? I, I, I like the first two minutes. I did too. I didn't like his opening opening though. I thought that telling us, giving us all the background about, I don't know, I didn't, I, I liked it once he started saying, don't do that. That's a bad choice. And then I thought that that worked from there. But I felt like he could have consolidated that opening like into one sentence instead of going on for like four True. Anyways, uh, but I think he's more professional than some of the other ones I've seen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're yeah. two minutes in. We're three minutes into his eight-minute video. I just wanted to stop. Oh, and, it's eight and, minutes. Yeah, Damn. and but we but we're not stopping it because he's he's good, right? We like him. We like it. He's not like he's not like the eight-minute one where I was like uh, I didn't even get through minute four. I, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> I never I never stalked an ex-girlfriend, but I did investigate one. <laughs> She was definitely fucking other guys. <laughs> uh, so, I'm single now. <laughs> uh, the worst part about that is uh, back to using condoms. That sucks. They're, uh, they're priced, I just spent $7 for a three pack. Like, I'm broke. I have to incorporate that into the cost of the date.
There's your unwanted pregnancy, brother. <laughs> My dick was always a Hulk maniac. <laughs> so my experience, uh, not a lot of girls are into butt stuff. <laughs> like, they don't let you, you know, knock around the back door. There's no way to margin in. You have to be invited. Like your dick's a vampire. <laughs> I'm not one of those, like, pressure girls into anal kind of guys. Cause I've had a, I've had a finger in there. It was unpleasant. <laughs> it felt anatomically incorrect. <laughs> Ladies, blowjobs are fine the way they are. Don't go trying to dress those up. <laughs> you need to do any extra stuff. Uh, also, they call it like going, like going through the back door. But I always feel like I'm trying to sneak in one of those little shower windows. <laughs> like my hands in there. My shoulders aren't going anywhere. <laughs> ow. 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 Alright, she doesn't care whose fucking birthday it is. <laughs> so I used to uh, drink a lot when I was younger. I would, uh, I would just get like fucking blackout drunk. Uh, just get into some shit. And then sober up into that situation and have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys ever experienced this. It's, either, it's usually either pretty good or pretty bad. Uh, one time I woke up, uh, well I didn't wake up, I like came to and I <laughs> with this like beautiful, beautiful Puerto Rican chick and we're like mid-conversation but I don't know what we're talking about. Have you ever met somebody for the first time after you hung out all night with them? <laughs> in bed with a beautiful stranger. It's no joke there. That was just awesome. <laughs> but then another time, I sobered up with my finger inside someone. <laughs> now the chick is going to fuck blackout drunk bitch. They're not all going to be winners. Like, I accept that. <laughs> but this chick was unacceptable. <laughs> I think the first thing I noticed was like her wart on her face, just kind of looking at me. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're on a balcony, there's beard hands everywhere, I'm knuckle deep in this hideous beast. <laughs> Next to us, chugging a beer is her little brother, asking me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like a bowling ball. It's not, it wasn't all sexual, guys. It wasn't all sexual. One time I'm leaving this party and I kind of come to and I'm coming down these stairs and the chick who, whose place it was, she's like, you shit in my drawer. You shit in my drawer. Shits in drawers. <laughs> Guys, if somebody's accusing you of shitting in a drawer, there's something chance. <laughs> shit in a drawer. <laughs> I got home and realized, yeah, she she was correct. I did indeed shit in her drawer, guys. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff to think about. I'm Mitch Slayo. You guys have yeah!
Well, I think that he definitely makes that out, out of town, town pile. Yeah. Out of the town. Out of town pile. Uh, Mitch Schlegel. Enjoyed that. Wow. Uh, and he went all over the place. Butt sex. It was in a big theater. People were laughing. We were laughing. That seems to work. He looked comfortable. Definitely. Uh, why are the why do the flies love us so much? I just it's cold too. And they, when will they die? All right. When will they die? Here's another Boise, Idaho. Uh, a lot of yeah, right. Yeah, they were really trying to get out. Mundek Clementstein. This is the name of Mundek Clementstein. Once one uh, one time, a sheriff's deputy in Buckeye, Arizona, told me to leave the town immediately, even though he knew that meant walking into the desert with no food or water, because my life is a country song. That was the special stuff about him. He desired to perform stand-up comedy, has been the driving force behind Mundek Clement Stein's life from a very young age. He was able to get on stage for the first time when he was 17 years old, and the 10 years since has been performing relentlessly. He's a regular headliner, liquid last, blah, 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 all that stuff that they all say. All right. <laughs> uh, here is, hopefully, Mr. Mundek Clementstein's video. Up, oh, file not found error. These uh, Boise people don't seem to know how to send me a <laughs> video. That's number two. All right. right, yeah, the second one from Boise. Moving down to submission 8916579. No, that's not the one I wanted. I already said no to you, 3-4. Okay, this one. All right, Eric Warnock from Bakersfield, California. You ever been to Bakersfield, Latoya? Uh, no, I heard it's kind of, uh, is it depressing? I think it's kind of a shitball. That's what oh, I'm look at what this person did. He even made a mistake on, it's a U to, I think I have to do this, I have to copy. Ugh, they're making this really difficult for me. Work, Pam. Jeez, you guys. I mean, come on, just do it right. It only takes two minutes on this thing anyways. That makes me be like, I think I need to take the period out of there. Let's try this. Okay, YouTubes for this guy. Uh, he says, no, I'm rich, doesn't need to stay on a couch. I was born and reared in Bakersfield, California to a blue collar household. Attained an associate's degree from Bakersfield College. I've never been arrested and not an alcoholic or a drug addict. Although I do like to eat a little too much at times. I told my first joke, jibe joke when I was seven. I've been studying comedy ever since that time. I've been doing stand-up comedy off and on for the past 25 years, but consistently for the past three, and he works PG-13, clean, but I can't find his, I can't find his thing, so I'm gonna have to email him too and be like, I didn't get your, your video. Resend, please. Yeah, I mean, and that's really nice of me to do, honestly. If you send, I think that, uh, like, if a, a, a real, like, yeah. They would have disregarded, like, oh. Oh, they fucked up. Sorry. With your resume. You know, right? If you're going on a job interview, if yeah, if you're giving a cover letter and you misspell something in your cover letter, they're probably not going to call you, yeah. especially when they have 54 other applicants. Here we go. This is Ed Giovanni. Ooh, I like that name. Um, he's from out of town. He's from Davenport, Florida. 
Nice. He has a long bio in the short bio section. Oh, wow. <laughs> Professional references. Bobby Slayton, Tom Rhodes, Dave Attell, and Warren Durso. He has personal references from real comedians. Wow. All right. He's, wow. He wants to come to San Francisco. This is cool. I don't want to read his bio. It's too long. It's long. It's really long. Here we go. Let's see how funny he Mr. is. Mr. Giovanni. 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 This is from his own, I think, DVD preview, which is exciting. Okay, when I'm on the road, and this is true, you kind of like start to get lonely, and you miss, you know, like your girlfriend and your family back home because you're on the road a long time, you're in a place you don't know anybody, and so you start to feel down, you know, you start to feel depressed, and I'm a comedian, man, I can't afford a fucking psych a psychologist, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I go to the only place that makes me feel... This is funny because he started his thing with the audience. With the audience and not with being introduced as but he's saying that he's taking it from his DVD, but the sound quality on it isn't really great. So I'm I'm a little confused. But let's see if he's funny. I thought that Walmart was where Darwin's evolutionary chain broke. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I found a place that even makes people who go to Walmart feel good about themselves. Have you ever been to a Golden Corral? <laughs> Holy shit. And all I want to know is it a coincidence that they always happen to be within walking distance of a trailer park? I'm just curious, man. I'm just curious. Oh, that was over pretty good. I'm sorry I missed that. Is there more? Is that it? Oh, no, no. Always. Oh, and I told specifically uh, found out not to give me a montage of clips. Before Christmas, found out my girlfriend was bisexual. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. I thought, finally, I'm gonna get to see some girl on girl that doesn't even involve my computer. This is gonna be awesome. And then when I found out, what she meant by that was I had to buy her shit for her to be sexual. And I'm a comedian and I don't make that kind of money. But I tried, I tried, you know. I was talking to her a few weeks before Christmas. I said, hey baby, you know, Oh, I, I, I'm terrible at getting gifts. Guys, back me up on this. We go to our go-to. Flowers, candy, jewelry. That's all we know, right? <laughs> Women are impossible to buy for. So I wanted to get her something she wanted. I said, baby, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, you know, as long as it comes from you, I don't care. But I really, really want to be able to tell all my friends that you went to Jared. <laughs> well, this will show you how fucked up I was. She wanted, me to, she wanted me to tell all her friends that, that I went to Jared, and I did. Got her Subway gift card. <laughs> I get it. And I didn't skip either. I got Jared, and Jared store. is a jewelry store. A jewelry store, yeah. And went to Jared and got a $5 Subway card. Yeah. Got it. Who would want them to go to Jared, though? It's not like the best jewelry. Tiffany's. Uh, basic bitches. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. You're welcome. A twenty-five dollar car, right? <laughs> That's like five footlongs, people. <laughs> Man, I tell you, 
So needless to say, I'm single. <laughs> Montage. Montage of clips, which I asked not for, but what do we think of thus far? He seems, I mean, he's yeah, working PG-13, which is like, eh. I did you know this country has a drug czar? Do you guys know that? We do. We have a guy that's appointed to the captain or whatever the hell it's called of the war on drugs. And they were interviewing him and they said, do you ever consider legalizing marijuana? Considering that we have 17 states that have done so for medical purposes. And it seems to be going that way, you know? And uh, he said no, which was expected because he's a politician. And uh, I agree. And this is from his... DVD preview. It's like, did you record it? No, he somewhere. It's, it's the else? bootleg. Did you bootleg version? <laughs> right, but did he? The question is like, the whole thing is that then you need to, the raw sample of what to expect. Wait, I mean, does he have? Did he have someone else doing the sound? Was it like he must have had a boom mic in the front because all of those, all that sound just came from the device itself, which is why it wasn't really great. I don't know what to do with this one. Put it in the. Uh, I'm not gonna say don't no. Don't ditch it. Don't ditch it. Then I just leave it. Yeah. Out of okay. town means that I really like him. Um. And I, it'd be better if like I the last one I'm like I just hear rum 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 rumbles. You know? Right. Right. So. This is Eric Wong. He's a local guy. We know him. I think yes. Um. He's coming from San Francisco. He has a blog. That's all he put in his bio, short bio. Eric is a conference in San Francisco and has a blog. Right on. <laughs> short and sweet. This is at Neck of the Woods, which is, um, which is fun. It must have been on a uh, Danny Deshi show. Let's see Eric Wong. Okay, King, let's continue. There he is. A little bit of dungeon play. 
And uh, the other night I'm talking to my lady and I'm telling her, hit me harder, hit me harder, who's your dirty Kermie? <laughs> and finally she turns to me and says, Kermie? Hiya! Knocked me the fuck right out. You know, I uh, used to think that it wasn't so easy being green, and then I tried bukkake. Yeah, it just got really too dark there. I should have just left it at home. You guys like that. Uh, women love masturbating to me. That wasn't immediately obvious. I uh, keep track of my masturbation stats. I think everyone should. It is really good for your self-esteem. Currently, my numbers are two-thirds. Two-thirds of the women I meet will at some point in their lives flick it to me. Now, concessions. First concession, if you're in your 20s and you have moderately normal body proportions, you're probably batting about 50-50. And that's good. Two-thirds is better, but 50-50 is good. Second concession, I know what I look like. I'm not gorgeous. I'm not Ryan Gosling. I'm not Channing Tatum. You don't lay down to a face like this. You get to a mug like mine on those days where you've just had too much time on your hands. Those days when the power's out. You've used 90% of your data plan. You've already masturbated to your cute friends, your cute coworkers, and your celebrity shortlist. And you're at that part of the night where you're just going through people you know. And that's when I pop in there. And I'm doing this dance. Cause some guys have money, some guys have muscles, and some of us, like the wildly overconfident New Zealand Kakapo, have a dance. And you'll stop yourselves. You'll be like, whoa! That was not cool. Damn, Clay Newman has that. Clay Newman has that same joke, pretty much, about the ladybird, and he does this like blah blah. That's much funnier than this guy. Oh, that ladybird it does. He sings a little song too. But he does the same dance. No, it's not. <laughs> but I can do this all night, baby. And after about five minutes, you give in, you finish off, take a shower, look yourself dead in the eye, and say. Did I just masturbate non-consensually? Yes, you did. And it was adorable! I know, it's real, it's getting real in here, huh? <laughs> Fuck! I can't tell if you're laughing with me or you're super uncomfortable and don't know what to do! It's the latter. Um, but the numbers are on the rise. The numbers are always rising because every time I tell this joke, I plant a seed in your mind with the idea of masturbating to me. It might not be tonight. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be for another month or two, but eventually you're going to be alone, finishing up a very special episode of Game of Thrones, and you'll be in the dark. And I'm going to pop right in there. <laughs> And you know what the really fun thing is? Is I know, I know who is gonna masturbate to me. It's a skill, it's a superpower. Very beautiful women have this power, you have this power, I can tell. Oh, feedback. You know who's gonna masturbate, oh damn it. I wanted to go amongst the people. And the mic said no. 
But I will now demonstrate for you my special ability, which is how to tell if someone is masturbating to you. Here we go. See you later, Dad. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, my dad jerking off to me. That's the line, okay. Well then, you know they say that uh, creativity is the love child of boredom. And if that's the case, then smartphones and the internet are condoms. Holy fuck, that's deep. I'm tweeting that shit right now. Good night, you guys. You've been fucking fantastic. Give it up for yourself. Uh, I like. I kind of like it because it's creepy and offbeat. It, it's not for your average audience. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing, though. Where would I put this guy if I'm... I mean, I want an Asian... I mean, I don't want to break it down to this, but... Yeah, I need to have a super gay person, and I need to have an Asian Yeah, because you have a lot of and, white straight males. And I, yeah, a lot of white straight males. I need to have some women. I need to have... I just wasn't... The audience wasn't wowed. It, it, okay, it... In the beginning, it wasn't too bad. I think the last like two minutes got kind of like okay, all right. The masturbation stuff. Yeah, Ugh. but I like the fact that he was creepy. See, creep. The thing is, creepy makes me laugh. Yeah, I'm fine but, with creepy, but he wasn't creepy enough. You know what I mean? He was. Yeah. It wasn't like he was gonna rape yeah. you or anything. He's just if, talking about you masturbating. Exactly. To him. If he was gonna be play this creepy role like he started he should have kept going with it yeah because he did end up losing someone came up to me and said hey you're so tall you could eat out a giraffe this is quentin mascarelito moscorelito moscorelito okay i bet he's from um la because this is at a flappers comedy which is in la here we go quentin mascarito Recently, someone came up to me and said, Hey, you're so tall, you could eat out a giraffe. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I had a lot of tall comments. And <laughs> with this one motherfucker, doesn't realize is he just gave me the best business plan I've ever heard. I'm gonna monopolize the giraffe Colonel Lingus market, people. I don't think female giraffes are getting good head lately. Fix that right up. I think I have some benefits from it too. Never have to buy eucalyptus again. I assume that's giraffe's payment method. Or eucalyptus. Also, if I master the giraffe pussy, something I'm very unfamiliar with, once I work my way back to the human pussy, something I'm even less familiar with, <laughs> I'll rock that shit. Uh, I don't like when people use the phrase, oh, so now I'm the asshole? Because usually, yes. <laughs> that phrase is never followed by anything positive. You've never heard, oh, I just saved a bunch of kids from a burning playground, so now I'm the asshole? Never. Uh, men and women, what's up with that, right? I think men and women, uh, they have different ways of perverting a relationship. I think they do. I think women... 
So this guy already, I think he's way funnier than the last guy. But I don't like his jokes either very uh, much. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's better. Like, the other guy just... This guy exudes... Con- he, like, seems like a real comedian to me, right? But his jokes aren't hitting it for me, but I still like him better than the other guy. Pervert a relationship with their expectations of it. You know? Like, so many women are like, I want a love story just like The Notebook. You know? If a girl came up to me and said that, I'd be like, I don't think you do. Because, okay, we meet, we have a great three months. Then you go off to New York, World War I happens, I go off with my buddy, he dies, I come home, my dad dies, I go apeshit crazy and buy a house. Meanwhile, you're all falling in love with some other guy, then you guys get engaged, get really close to getting married, then you come visit me, you're with me, you're with him, you're with me, you're with him, and okay, in the end, we end up dying peacefully in the bed. But meanwhile, I have three heart attacks, you forget me every five minutes. No guy's going to want to sign on for that. <laughs> but guys aren't completely innocent. We know this. We're, we pervert relationships because sexually we're perverts. Because every time a story comes out, Mission Viejo teachers sleep with student. It's always that one guy who's like, man, where were all those teachers when I was in middle school? <laughs> No, be thankful you didn't go to a school full of child molesters. <laughs> Girls do not do that. Girls do not see an Amber Alert and are like, Man, where were all the guys in the early 2000 mile Toyotas when I was seven? <laughs> Somebody's getting dick tonight. <laughs> Does not happen. But I mean, guys, it, it just, it just kind of happens as we grow older, if you think about it. like. Like when I was in elementary school, like my crush, that was like the biggest secret in the world, you know? And then like once I get to middle school, I'm like, all right, yeah, I kind of have a crush on her, her, you know, maybe. And once I got to high school, I was like, oh, you weigh less than me? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Come on, I made one joke about not wanting to fuck a fat girl, now I'm the asshole? Trying to do this comedy thing is hard because uh, I always want to try to relate to as many people as I can. And uh, I think I'm getting better at it. You know, like, uh, like really old people. You know, like, uh, you lived through the depression, I live with depression. <laughs> and uh, women, uh, I'm skinny so I'm also cold all the time. <laughs> and uh, for my brothers out there, people also assume I'm good at basketball. <laughs> uh, the only people I suck with are like men. Like I'm not good at relating with men. Like this one time I went on a job interview uh, for a hardware store, and the guy was like, "Hey, do you have any background in hardware?" And I was like, "Sure." Not a strong answer, but uh, he's like, "Okay, yell at the tool." And he's like, "All right, can you tell me, is this a Phillips head or is this a flat head?" It's like, "Ah, oh, fuck." 50-50 shot. Phillips head? It was a hammer, guys. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show. That was a cute closer joke. Uh, he looks so innocent. Quentin, out of Huntington Beach. Young comic who is currently making splashes throughout the Southern California comedy scene. He's born in 94. Oh my God, he's really, really young. Let's corrupt him. He's 21. He just turned 21. Wow. 
Well, and put him in the out of town thing. Put him in the, the Eric box. Escobar. This he's out of Gardenia, California. Uh, 1990, he was born. All these young guys. Described as dark, tall, and awkward, Eric Escobar is a comic you will not want to miss. Let's see. This hit or is miss. this hit or miss. Oh, this is, and he did this in. Uh, this is uh, from Idaho Laugh Fest, 2015. So he seemed to have no problem. It's a big audience. Oh my god. I can't believe he did that whole set with his eyes closed. Did you guys like that? Focus! Oh my god. I've been watching you guys. You're a great crowd, but I've already picked out my favorite audience member. It's this guy right here. Man, because this guy doesn't laugh at jokes, he just gives like nods of approval to everything. Jokes and you're just like. <laughs> when there were jokes that you didn't like, you would give like a death stare to every comic. You would just be like. <laughs> it's great, man. Uh, I'm so excited to be here, man. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, and uh, the night before I left, someone got shot right outside my apartment. And I was freaking out, because it was the first time I've ever used a gun. <laughs> absolutely horrific. And I came into town, and I love Boise. You guys are crazy. Like, this guy came up to me as soon as I came in, and he asked me this loaded question. He was like, yo, man, are you pro-gay? I was like, whoa, I'm not even amateur gay. When did you guys get a league? Can I get fantasy gay? I'm gonna draft you. Let's go. Let's go. And then he gave me a nod. It was great. Nice to see you. Uh, once I got into town, I, uh, I started uh, playing games. I play games wherever I go. And I invented a game you guys can play it here in Boise. It's very fun. It's called Homeless or Hipster. <laughs> and that's how you play it, all right, guys? If they're like smoking crack in an alley, they're homeless. All right, safe to say. If they're like, I don't know, wearing a bunch of flannel and they're like at Starbucks, they're a hipster. Alright? But if they got a big old beard and they're pushing around like a grocery cart full of empty PBR cans? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> tough. It's so tough. But it's good to be here, because I have such a shitty roommate back home. Like, make some noise if you've ever had a shitty roommate. Like, oh my god, it's the worst. And if you're quiet right now, you were the shitty roommate. So, uh, Think about that and do your dishes, alright? Nah, I got a horrible roommate back home. She's so like loud and annoying and my mom. And uh, Man, she gets mad at me over everything. She got me smoking the other day and she freaked out. And I'm like, what's the big deal? It's only meth. But my mom. She's great. She's this adorable little Filipino woman with a really thick accent. Like, I remember when I was growing up, she would always be like, uh, Oh, Eric, 
Eric, Eric, do you want to see the ocean? Do you want to go surfing? Do you want to go see the beach? The what, mom? Do you want to see the beach? No, I don't want to see grandma right now. Filipino because I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat dog. But um, I got a fucking nod. You're racist. Yeah, I'm so racist. <laughs> oh it all works out though because my dad's Mexican, and it's fun being Mexicano, you know? Because they even each other out. Like some half Filipino, I'm 24, and I'm already losing my hair. Thanks for laughing, assholes. <laughs> Hold on a sec. But it works out, because this is about Mexican. By the time I was five, I could grow a mustache. <laughs> so, I do hate my Mexican last name. It is Escobar, because everyone hits me up, and they're like, oh, Escobar, are you part of some kind of Colombian drug cartel? <laughs> and it doesn't really bother me, because they'll be dealt with. <laughs> Um, guys, I, uh, very sad. I just got out of an eight-year-long relationship not too long ago. Eight-year-long relationship. Thanks for the pity. Um, let's have sex. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. I'm actually gonna get pretty personal. Um, she would want to have sex, like, five or six times a day. And if I was lucky, <laughs> one of those times would be with me. <laughs> so, uh, what a hoe! That's what I say. What a hoe. So now I'm doing the online dating. That's super weird. Among black people, meet. <laughs> Heads up, you do not want to spell meat wrong, okay? <laughs> Completely different website. <laughs> I still get texts. I'm always like, oh, who could it be? Oh, doesn't even fit on the screen. <laughs> I did meet one girl online, and it was super weird because uh, the first time we had sex, she started crying, and I was like, "Whoa, are you okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, I just, I just really like you. I really like gummy bears, but I don't cry when they're inside of me." Still there. And we dated for a little while, but we had to break up because our lives were going in two completely different directions. Like, she currently makes six figures a year as an engineer for Boeing. My last paycheck was a bag of weed for telling dick jokes in Coeur d'Alene. How do you put that on your taxes, all right? Is it like a W-420, or what's going on? The stoners got it. Stoners. Outside patio, three minutes after the set. Let's have some fun. Oh my god. Um, so I do this, and I also got a couple day jobs. Um, I work with kids who are autistic, but uh, during the interview, I thought they said artistic. <laughs> so I get there on the first day, and I'm like, whoa, you guys getting draw for shit? <laughs> oh my god, except for you, Timmy. Is that the Sistine Chapel? Great job. Toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have another job uh, where I teach improv to kids in juvenile hall, um, which is great because if you're a 16 year old murderer, 
the one thing you want in your life is a little theater, right? <laughs> Uh, this is a true story. I'm only saying it's a true story because everything I said before this was um, a lie. <laughs> I was doing an improv workshop one time, and I was like, all right, guys, I need a suggestion for an improv scene. And this kid all the way in the back goes, yo, peanut butter jelly sandwich. And out of nowhere, the whole place started rioting. I don't know what's going on. A security guard pulls me inside, and he's like, didn't you know? Peanut butter jelly sandwich is underground gang talk, but we're about to shank someone. <laughs> no! That is not common knowledge, okay? <laughs> I've never been in a situation where it's been like, can I have half your PB&J? Oh yeah, sure! Ah! Why'd you do that? I fucking warned you. <laughs> Like, I want to tell you guys a very personal story. Um, I tried acid for the first time recently, and uh, I was having a crazy trip when my little brother walked in and asked if he could try something. That's like the one thing you do not want to hear as an only child. <laughs> comes from the Fester out of LA and a really wonderful, amazing comedian named Robert Murray. Um, he passed away last night from a heart attack. Very sudden and very sad. So um, I want to dedicate this last trip to Robert because uh, this was his favorite joke that I did and he's a great guy, so here it goes. Um, I'm really fat and, uh, and I'm on this new diet where instead of eating, I just smoke cigarettes. Uh, you lose a bunch of weight in the beginning and then a bunch more during chemo. one time and I told that joke and it killed. Absolutely. Yeah. That was I think that was the funniest one I've seen. Yeah, he was really great. He's great. And he gave us a full ten minutes, which was really nice because we kinda got to see him, you know, open up and and a lot of his he had he was great on stage. He was I He's a definite in that out-of-town pile. Definitely. Yeah. Yay. You're my number one. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, oof. <laughs> I mean, well, it, makes, it helps me make more sense of some of the other ones, too. Okay, now this is a guy who keeps contacting me. I don't think I've seen him live. I don't, he's never really supported the station or been here for anything. But he's like, hey, get me well on one of the, let me know when I can be on one of those Pamtastics. And I'm like, when comedians do that, I'm like, so you could support the room a little bit before you start. I don't know. I, especially if, uh, where is he? He says we're out of town. Clovis, California. Maybe he's far away. I don't know. But I see him on the internet all the time. So I'm like, okay. Sean Boogie. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to check it out. He's at the Chuckle Nut Laugh House. I've never even heard of him. <laughs>
school fat jokes old school fat jokes but there's yeah. nothing new there necessarily that's what i'm saying right well, there's nothing original or he's still he hasn't wowed me and then i said no montages and he montaged <laughs> right montage i mean i'm thumbs down right now do you think he can save it in this next section he better save it because <laughs> i'm bored i'm bored too right. i gotta make sure man i gotta make sure I guess I should turn it up. Oh, y'all all right. <laughs> you know, I learned, man, I learned something crazy about myself. I learned I love vagina. You guys don't? You guys didn't laugh? <laughs> you in between two, y'all. All right, whatever. <laughs> I learned I love vagina. <laughs> what the hell he like over there? I really love vagina. I love vagina so much, I love it like fresh bread. All soft and moist. I wish I could just cut me up a slice. Give me some butter and jam, and I'm gonna tear that ass up. I love it. I wish they would sell vagina by the loaf. Put it 
it on the shelf right next to the motherfucking rainbow. We <laughs> talked about relationships earlier for a hot second. Uh, oh, another it. montage. I'm tired of them though, for real, man. I'm totally tired of relationships. I remember this one time, man, I was dating right this girl. There. Yeah. Beginning segment, he talked about how much he hated relationships. And then he just now said he loves back. relationships. Now we're back to, see, now you just lost me. Why'd you well, lose me? He lost me when it says on here, it says, it says, uh, link to your five to ten minute video, not a montage of clips. It specifically says... Give me a straight 10 minutes up to 10. I want to see it. So I'm, because he didn't follow the rules, I'm putting him into the no pile because, oh, you know what though? Because he, I, I, did, I, I hate, I mean, I, I hate to do it, but I, sometimes you got to do it. Well, he was being repetitive. So, uh, you know, I hate relationships. Now I love relationships. And that was all in one set. So, right. There's no joke. But there. the thing is that he was wearing the same clothes and then he clipped it up, which means that, that those jokes, which I didn't think were very funny, there was stuff in between that was worse. <laughs> that's what that means. Yeah. That's what that means. They to edited me. it they out. They edited it so well, that it Your was next comic coming to the stage is the Bebop to my rock steady. Please put your hands together for Joni Quinn. Helium, uh, this is this is at Helium. This is at Helium in Portland. It's Portland's like punchline, basically. Sweet. So she must, she's Portland. I am, because I'm not home. I have four kids from three different mothers. I like to think that makes me the Angelina Jolie of Southwest Portland. And we didn't do it the traditional way. We didn't do it every two years. No, we accidentally had them every four years. 20, 16, 12, and 8. I changed diapers for 14 years. I finally got the last one potty trained and then I started to leave. Where are the parents? We have parents in the room? Our whole lives are about poop and pee. I'm either pissed off, the shit's hitting the fan, or I'm getting crap from a kid. And I know there's married people in the house. I can see you not touching. <laughs> I've been married 23 years. I met my husband in, when he was in medical school. Yeah, he had me convinced he was a freelance gynecologist working out of his car. <laughs> Those were the days. But ladies, you know what? He's awesome because pretty much every night he still says those three magic words that we love to hear. Wanna get some? <laughs> Sex after 20 years of marriage is a lot like the Portland traffic reports. Exactly the same every time with no alternate route. <laughs> Slowing in the curves, stop and go in the tunnel. I told him I was ready for a threesome. Yeah, me, a quiet hotel room, and a big-ass bag of Taco Bell. Yeah. You know what really gets me in the mood? Neither do I. I'm tired. I don't live strong. I live tired. My husband will call me at the end of a long, hard day with the four kids and the 
two dogs and my prolapsed bladder. Be like, oh honey, can I get anything on the way home? Mm-hmm, yeah, get laid. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm over 50, I've got an eight-year-old. I'm hanging out at playgrounds with 20-something. You know the ones with their one baby. <laughs> and their waist. <laughs> they bend down in their low-cut jeans and show off those cute little tattoos. Do you know what shows when I bend over in my low cut jeans? My icy hot patch. <laughs> oh, and they show off because they can go braless, and I can't because, well, they get caught in my low cut jeans. <laughs> I hate wearing a bra. If it were up to me, we'd all be braless today. <laughs> Even you, sir, yeah. <laughs> She looked the way God intended them to, like a long, raw, stretched out pizza dough. <laughs> with a single pepperoni in the middle of it. <laughs> I just screamed pizza for that side of the room. <laughs> oh, you know what? And sometimes those young mothers, they mistake me for being my kid's grandmother. I know, duh. When I'm with him, I'm not smiling. <laughs> get upset about it but now I just go with it because eventually my kid's gonna misbehave and then I'll just blame his parents <laughs> oh his mother's a crack whore <laughs> and his father vegan <laughs> which is way worse than being a crack whore <laughs> oh sometimes I'll really kind of go with it because it'll be fun to pass out some really bad advice yeah, I'll just go with it. I'll wait till one of their kids is throwing one of those fits, you know, the one where their head's spinning around and green goo is flying out. And I'll be like, oh, honey, you know, I found that half a Prozac <laughs> crushed up in their juice bottle will shut that shit down. Yeah! My oldest is at U of O. We have any duck fans in here? You do realize that this is American Sign Language for vagina. Which is why I think it's a way better hand signal for Oregon State. Go Beavers! That's my time. Thank you very much. I'm Tara. She's yes. definitely in the yes. yes pile, yeah. Thank God, there's a yeah. breath of fresh air. Right? We didn't even have to, like, deliberate. It's like, oh, we just get to watch a great comedy video. She had me laughing. Yeah, That's... oh my God, me too. I was big, big fan, of, and Portland people are great. I was just getting bored with all the, like, you know, masturbation and... Yeah, you know, those young guys, you know? It was nice to get a mom's perspective. Right? <laughs> yeah, gotta have different stuff around here. Yeah. Uh, so our next guy, his video's not showing up at the top. Webpage cannot be found. It's another 4R4, 404. Striking out today. All these 404s. Comedians aren't paying attention to their... Probably because they're high. Right. Um, AltaCast. Yeah. Hey, you guys, this is the AltaCast brought to you by, thank you, by Alta California Botanicals, best tink in the biz. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Uh, six delicious and uh, efficacious medical tinctures to save your life. 
Wow. Absolutely. Uh, go to alt tryalta.com and check them out. They're also one of the main sponsors behind this Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th here at the station. All the shows, yay. So if you guys can't make it in real life, uh, you can listen online. And they're all going to be podcast. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. All right. So we've had five uh, or four submissions now that have not had videos that we can watch that I have to contact. Ooh, Todd Farnham. We know this yeah. guy. Uh, let's see. Here's his video. Let's see if he if, if it worked out for him. <laughs> You know, I love Todd Farnham. He's a host of Ship of Fools every Friday from uh, 10 to midnight here at the station. But um, I've never really seen him do comedy other than to watch this video. Please provide the correct password. Uh Uh-oh. Well... Uh, all right, Todd. Todd. Todd, I'll talk to you soon. I, I, talk, I talk to him all the time. It's fine. I just texted him. He has a show here on December 5th. It's going to be some cool talk show thing. Uh, three, nine. And the funny thing is, he doesn't even really have to apply because he. Uh, I'm giving him his own show to book for a Ship of Fools. I'm like, you're already here. You're already doing it. So I was sort of just a formality. He's playing by the rules. He's playing. I appreciate him yeah. playing by the rules. Oh, this is Belinda Carroll. I really like this comic. She has booked me in uh, Portland a couple times, and I think she's very funny. We'll see what her video does. Uh, this is Belinda Carroll out of Portland. Oh, here she is in Seattle. I like that the Portland people are giving us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go slower if you need to. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm just like totally, completely different from my family in a way that's so like, I have 22 nieces and nephews, because apparently my family went to the Sarah Palin School of Contraception. This is at Jai Thai. I love this place. It's a Thai restaurant in Seattle that has comedy like four nights a week. Maybe they're like almost like brainwashed now. But the best part is they have this happy hour that starts at 10 p.m. And their IPAs are three bucks. And so are their crispy spring rolls. So that place is always packed. Yeah, it's always packed. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great idea. it's a great, it's a great thing. So they have an early happy hour and they have a late happy hour and they do tons of comedy and they do comedy until like two in the morning. Oh wow! So they're great. So this is Belinda Carroll uh, at Jai Thai. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a clown car. You can just shut it down whenever you want. <laughs> you don't have to see how many people fit in there. ridiculous and so my niece calls me my niece uh she's going by trixie now and that's true and uh she calls me 17 year old six years old having a baby and i'm like yeah i'll come to the baby shower and um i hate baby showers because like i'm the type of person that i know what to do at a dungeon party but i've absolutely not thought i know what to do in a baby shower trying to decide between a monkey rattle or a pink elephant, or if I should just plan for her future and buy her a bottle of Bones Farm and a GED home study course. So, I went with the elephant, because in my family you should get one of those in the room. So she calls me, and the baby's name is Star. That's what she decided to name the baby. And I'm like, 
should I get her like my first stripper kit? Like what? <laughs> like you're asking for your child to ride the pole at the point you're naming Star. I'm sorry if anybody in here is named Star. <laughs> but I do have a job opportunity for you to pull this. <laughs> we'll have a good time. <laughs> It's like I'm never gonna earn my dyke card. Like I don't know how to play pool. I don't know how to change my own oil. The only power tool that I've ever owned is the shape of a dolphin and has really good beads. <laughs> I did however get a fabulous fashion sense, a flair for high drama, and the ability to dance in six inch heels. So basically I'm not a lesbian, I'm with Paul. <laughs> Although, aren't these shoes fabulous? Aren't they just great? That's my audience. Pander to my shoes. Um, I'm not wearing my, my high heels uh, because I sprained my knee getting out of my Spanx. <laughs> Which, I don't know how many of you have worn Spanx, but I'm guessing in Seattle's like fully half the dudes. Um, the abstinence-only sex education problem in this country, because instead of abstinence-only sex education, we need to go to Spanx-only sex education, because if you can get them offered, you deserve to fuck <laughs> That should just be the rule. Um, stay tuned to my 2016 Senate campaign. I've never worn Spanx. Have you ever worn Spanx? I own a pair, yes. You own a pair of Spanx? Yes, I do. See, I love Spanx jokes, and I totally understand them. But I, I can't relate to them. I still laugh, because I know what they are. Um, my friend Mary Alice McNabb used to have a joke about the pop and fresh. Like, you're <laughs> like the, it's like the pop and fresh joke. You crack it. You crack the ceiling, like, and it's like all the... Oh, everything else. Your all the dough comes out. All, all the, the muffins. Exactly. Yeah. So, I just I, bought a pair. You, you, wear, you just bought a pair. Do you like them? Yeah, but I feel old because I just bought a pair. Right, it's like a, it's like the new girdle. <laughs> it is, it is like it's the a, new girdle. It's a nice, it's a nice way to say girdle. What do you think of Belinda Carroll so far? I like her. I, I like just, that I, she's I just, queer. The, 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 it's the audio. It's like hard for me right. to listen. The a audio bit to sucks, it, you know? but she looks great. Yeah, she does. She's a big girl, which I like because I'm confidence. Confidence. And uh, she just said she was queer. You gotta have some queers in the festival. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She might be. And no dick jokes. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, she said the thing about the clown car. How many people can fit inside her vagina? Which I thought was very funny. But I mean, I guess that's hands or something, yeah. or, or toys, <laughs> or rabbits. Um, <laughs> I would actually think about running for office because I would find out what I did in my twenties. <laughs> for sports that I had my own category in the REI catalog. <laughs> Did Rock climb or do Belinda? Like that was um, what it was. <laughs> but it gets weird when you're dating. Like dating became weird for me in my 30s. And I don't know where I went wrong. Um, except for I don't like the new sex conversation anymore. And I don't know how many of you fuck women in here, but they like to talk a lot and process. <laughs> and I don't mean like 
the first time when you're in a blackout. That doesn't count. But the second time, you have to start talking about what you like, what you don't like. And sex is the only time you're excited to make the same noises as when you stub your toe. <laughs> you're like, oh, Jesus, oh, God. I don't even know if I believe in God. But yet that's the name that most often comes up in my bedroom. And it's not like I would say the name of another fictional character. It's not like I would just be like, Oh, Dumbledore! You know. I mean, unless it was like a roleplay situation. Like an open, right? So yeah, so I started dating somebody that was 25. And I didn't realize how far away from 25 I was until I realized that everything I said made me sound like one of the Golden Girls. I'm like, back in my day, we used to have to watch a porn on VHS. And then we had to rewind at the good part. Everybody over 40 just laughed. Um, I'm not almost 40. I am very close to 40. Um, and, uh, and I think that's part of my, my, my thing. It's part of my problem, right? And so I did date for like two years. I was like, I'm going to need some alone time, like some candles, you know, do myself, whatever you do when you're single and almost 40. And, uh, and so I, uh, I took some time off. And then I realized I needed to start dating again because I realized that my junk started to look like the yard around an abandoned building. <laughs> is all overgrown. There's like two pit bulls fighting for me. There's like a broken down Camaro. The fence that says no trespassing. Um, and so I had to start. I just did. And uh, I was dating a trans guy for a little while. And uh, if you ever want to confuse the fuck out of your family, start dating somebody trans. <laughs> They're like, uh, Belinda, could you go back to being just gay? <laughs> so my niece Jenny calls me and she's like, um, I'm real on Facebook, you have a boyfriend. Did you like uh, switch teams? <laughs> no. No, I didn't switch teams. I just go out on a more confusing one. <laughs> Think of my sex life like soccer. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on until I soar. <laughs> put that out into the universe or whatever you believe in. Because um, what Oregon needs is to be more high. Um, I, uh, I, I mentioned I have uh, Republican brothers. So I have uh, a Tea Party Republican brother. And, uh, and uh, we get in the gay marriage fight a lot, right? Because he's all like, Bible, you know? And, uh, you know? same argument, you know, like he just memorizes one thing and that's what he says, you know, and he's like, well, you know, homosexuality is against the Bible, that's why y'all can't get married. And I'm like, 
if God thought homosexuality was such a big deal, don't you think he would have put it in the top ten? Instead, it's in Leviticus, <laughs> which is the glamour magazine part of the Bible. It's like, uh, it's like uh, no, uh, no shellfish, no mixed fibers, no white shoes after Labor Day. <laughs> So basically, you're using a felony solution for a misdemeanor issue. Great. You're committing murder to cover up like a trespassing charge. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense at all. You just don't get it. And so I was doing this college, really? and so I was talking about gay marriage and stuff, and this woman comes up to me and she goes, um, I've got a uh, different argument about gay marriage. And I was like, well, great, let's hear it. You know, it's college. And she goes, I am all for gay marriage as long as it's consensual. She did it right there. She gave us the uh, the 10 minutes, but the, she did a 20-minute set there, obviously, because she started in the middle of her set and it ended before she was done. So she we got to us, see. Left us wanting more. Definitely wanting more. She definitely is moving on through the pile. Holy Toledo. We know this next guy. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you every Wednesday uh, by Alta California Botanicals, best tink in the biz. Also, funding... The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th. This is the AltaCast. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth Wynn, helping me make these important decisions. We're weeding through, you guys. You're helping us, too. If you have any comments you want to tell, say, I really like that guy, 415-555. That was George Chen. How's it going, new friends? Yeah, right on. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not religious. I'm not one of those angry atheists either. I don't really get that when I see people being all pissed off at religion online. It's like we get to sleep in on Sundays, man. We won. Settle down. <laughs> I'm not angry at religion. I'm just kind of confused by it. Like, like have you ever thought about prayer, like as a concept? Like, God has a perfect plan for all of us. But I'm asking him to change his mind on a few things. <laughs> like God's up there getting convinced. Like, you know, this guy makes some pretty good arguments. I will allow his small business to succeed. But he's still getting cancer. <laughs> I'm trying to be more offensive in my act. <laughs> I like it's a fun. I love the fact 
offending people. I don't get why so many people like are upset about political correctness. Like, you can't say nothing. This is the golden age. You can say anything. People just blog about it. It's not that hard. Like, hey, PC cops, you can't say nothing. Horseshit. You couldn't say nothing before political correctness. Back in the day, that's when you couldn't say shit for real. Like in the 50s, a woman, for example, couldn't say something like, I'm a small business owner. <laughs> Or no. Things are getting better. The problem with political correctness, unevenly applied. Like San Francisco, it's supposed to be a politically correct fucking haven. No. You go over to Fisherman's Wharf here, see the seals and the sea lions or whatever. They're just out there making fun of mentally handicapped kids. All day long. No one's saying shit to these assholes. It's not okay. If you're offended, I'm on your side. Show a line in the sand. Offending people is new for me because I am an anxious person. I have anxiety. I've always tried to avoid offending people my whole life. I don't know, any of you guys got a problem with anxiety in the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate that shit. Celebrate it. I've decided I I love my anxiety, goddammit. Anxiety, you know what it is? It's fucking exciting. It's a thrill a minute. I have 30 full adrenaline rushes a day. I have never been bungee jumping. I don't need I don't need to go bungee jumping. Anytime a group of white people put cameras on helmets, I don't need to be involved in that activity. <laughs> Dumb extreme sports. <laughs> I think the reason why people do that shit is because we've evolved as a species running away from predators and we're hardwired for that kind of like fear, intensity, excitement. And that's why people do that dumb shit. It's because we don't have predators anymore. We look at our phones until we can look at Netflix. It's very different. <laughs> but I, I don't need that shit because I still have predators. <laughs> I got lions and tigers and bears all over the place, man. <laughs> The guy that knocks on the bathroom door when I'm trying to take a dump. <laughs> People in a crowded elevator that might think I'm breathing wrong. <laughs> uh, this next part, this isn't normal to anxiety. This is smelling weird shit. If somebody wooed for it earlier, don't look at them sideways. Uh, this is me. This is gross, but if I get nervous enough, I will become gassy. <laughs> yeah, because life isn't hard enough. <laughs> why not? Uh, but why not, but also why? <laughs> why? Like, from an evolutionary perspective, why would gassiness be my fight-or-flight response? <laughs> Is that like a squid releasing ink to escape a predator? Some meathead dude goes, hey, nerd, and I go, and I run away. <laughs> More about myself, because that's what this is all about. Uh, I, I work for TaskRabbit. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Sure. Uh, TaskRabbit, if you don't know, it's basically, it's, it's like Uber or Lyft, but instead of for chauffeurs, it's for servants. <laughs> you can do the different skills and tasks, like you can wait in line or clean people's houses or it's servants. Uh, there's all these different options. Me, I just build IKEA furniture and I've never been happier. <laughs> so good. I love it. Uh, although, 
Me building IKEA furniture does feel like a sad parody of what's happened to American manufacturing. <laughs> Other countries build shit 95% of the way and then send it to me with some cute comic book instructions and adorable little Allen wrench like, who says Americans don't build anything? Look at that end table. I think Americans build some things. Yes, they do. Uh, so I'm going around to people's apartments and shit all the time, really getting to know this, uh, this Bay Area that we live in. And it scares the shit out of me, uh, because personally, I'm I'm one of those people. I think that we're basically sprinting headfirst into the apocalypse. Like some people are like, hey, maybe let's just jog. Uh, is the debate global warming and shit? We're done. We're done for. We're doomed. The apocalypse is imminent, and we are the worst generation to possibly face that shit. We have no post-apocalyptic skills at all. We're worthless. Like, at my job, sometimes I bring my tools, sometimes I don't. I was in this dude's apartment one time, and uh, I didn't bring my tools, but it turns out I needed a hammer. I said, hey, man, you got a hammer? And he said, oh, let me text my roommate. We're fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. We're done for. We got, what, this Etsy crafter generation of knitters is going to clothe us after the apocalypse and wear one scarf every eight months? <laughs> we have no post-apocalyptic skills. And I keep thinking about my grandparents' generation, how much tougher they were, better able to handle the shit that I see ahead of us. You know what I mean? Greatest generation. These people <laughs> built America's infrastructure. They defeated the Nazis and kept Jews out of country clubs. <laughs> I only mention that to remind you that while our grandparents were heroes, they were racist, sexist, homophobic alcoholics. <laughs> Goddamn last one of them. Right? Oh. I remember my grandpa picking me up from middle school when the talking GPS had just come out, you know, the British lady going, turn left ahead. And my grandma's elbowing him, Charles, it says to turn left ahead. And my grandpa just looked at me in the back seat and said, Goddamn women and machines telling me what to do. <laughs> this isn't why I fought the Krauts. <laughs> I said that one time at a show, and a guy, a German guy, German American guy, came up to me and was like, "Hey, you should say Kraut," and I'm like, "Nah, you should be cool about that." <laughs> you gotta let that one go, man. <laughs> So before I leave, I'm going to try to convince you guys of something. Uh, is my belief that dogs are the ultimate evidence of human evil. Uh, it's not their fault if you're a dog person. I'm not attacking dogs. It's not theirs. It's our fault. Like, humanity goes on trial. Dogs are exhibit A. Uh, because we made them. We took the gray wolf and we turned it into the teacup chihuahua because we get lonely. <laughs> Acceptable that is. We genetically tortured the one of nature's great predators into a pencil-limbed thing that goes in purses. It's crazy. Dogs aren't from nature, right? There is nothing natural about the way a pug breathes. <laughs> adorable than be able to breathe right. <laughs> and we succeeded. Pugs are cute as fuck. Thank you guys so much. Yay!
great, great set by Sean McKenzie. That was good. Really great. Totally in the in pile. That was a really great, I mean. The top four have been great. Yeah. The last four. The last four. We're in a good, um, we're, he's in the in town pile. Yeah. All right, Katie Carnes. Oh, she's giving us a something from the punchline. She lives in Oakland. I don't know why I don't know her. Uh, she's a stripper. No, really. She's been out there hustling in the barrier for two years now. Right, get right. it, girl. This is her first time at the punchline. Uh, it is, oh, she got eight minutes. Jesus, did she run the light? Uh, here we go. Make it loud for Karen Karma, everybody. Oh, he didn't know her name. It's Katie Carnes. I hate it when the host has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Who is that host? Even? I don't even know who that is. I'm just going to say that it's Katie Karma, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Karma, hi. Nice to see you. You do look like a good crowd. Hi. Having a good time? You having a good time? All right. Um, I got some good news for you guys. I think the drought's over. Hashtag rain happened the other weekend, right? So it's like done. We're over. We're done. We're done talking about it. You're over it, right? It's stupid. I, mean, I don't gotta like save water anymore. I've been doing a lot though. Um, I did a lot to save water. You're welcome. Um, the thing that worked best though was me shaming my neighbors by taking a shower in their sprinklers. Yeah, so I go over with shampoo in my hair and just like save Cal. <laughs> they turn it right off. It was great. <laughs> I had like shampoo in my hair. It was not, I had to think of that out more. Um, I also switched all my water to wine, but I'm not going to give that one up because uh, you guys, I'm having like a real good time. <laughs> and I suggest you come on my path and make your own my path. Oh, I like the champagne. Very classy. Um, so just drink up tonight is what I'm saying. Maybe I'll be She's super nervous, you can tell. This is because it's her first time at the punchline. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, so this guy asked me the other day, he was like, what do you do? What's your business card? Who are you? What, what is this? You know? It's like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm a hustler. It's just what I do. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah? And he's like, no, you're not. You don't know what that is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I do. So I Googled it right in front of him, right there. It said go-getter. That's all it is. It also said prostitute, but that's, that's the point. Um, so basically what a hustler is, is just someone who knows how to get money from others. That's, that's me. I'm a hustler. I am. I'm, I'm a massage therapist. I'm a photographer. I'm a writer. I'm a comedian. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a stripper. So I'm a hustler. I've known this for all of my life. I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Um, so I wanted to get that point across to him, so I slipped in my business card, and then I stole his watch. Sucker. Um, I've known that I'm a hustler all my life, all my life. <laughs> I found a picture of myself as a kid slinging ICs on the corner. And I knew that this is where it started for me, the love of taking people's money. And it, that was a great business model, by the way, because my dad was paying all the overhead and I was just making pure profit. Just money, you know? Um, but it wasn't big enough for me. I wanted to get bigger, I wanted to get better, I wanted to go around the corner. So I started, <laughs> I started a delivery service with my Barbie car. 
was great. It was beautiful. But then I was working too hard. I was doing all the deliveries and the input. I couldn't do it. So I had to get my employees, which the neighborhood kids, I tricked them for working for me um, with Barbie rides or Barbie car rides and ICs. You give them sugar, they work real fast. You know? What can I do next? I don't know. Go fucking deliver that. I don't know. It was great. But then I got a little crazy, you know, money and the power, it just it overtook me. I was five, you know, like, the power. So I said, you can't work for me unless you go home and you steal all of the cookies and then you bring them back to me. So they did. They went and got, got all the cookies, brought them back to me, and then we'd have a bake sale, sell them back to the neighborhood. Right? Fucking <laughs> genius. I'm a hustle, baby. Um, so you, you would think with all of that business and beautiful business mind that I got, I'd be super rich, right? No. Still a broke bitch. But that's all right, because I got a plan. Mm -hmm. I got a super plan. I'm just going to meet a man. Seems like what everyone else is doing. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. But here's the thing, you guys. I have... The worst taste. I can't. I can't watch it anymore. It's just. It's. It's not good. And I hate that she went up at the punchline. That means she hung out at the punchline for a whole year. And that's. And she's sending this out. Ugh. I'm putting it in the note pile. I'm sorry. I wasn't getting any laughs out of it. Here we go. This is George W. Bush. You know, you know who this is. I know who this is. <laughs> this is George W. Bush. This is one of my favorite people in the whole world. George W. Bush. I'm, I'm a fan. I am a huge fan. Uh, George W. actually had a set last week <laughs> at, uh, at the Ship of Fools, which was, really, which was really stellar. I want this video to work. Come on, video. Play for us. It's funny. I love George W. Bush. He um, He's actually going to be hosting. I already told him he's going to be hosting. Uh, he's going to be, because I mean, it's George W., right? Yeah. He's going to be hosting the uh, uh, Who You Voting For show, which is a political show. So I figured, who right. better than George to have w. George W. Bush yeah, <laughs> be the, uh, oh, come on, I really want to watch this video. Grr, I'm going to copy. I'm going to try so hard. I'm going to copy paste. And I'm going to stick it into another one to try to make it happen. This is the effort part. This is the effort part. I'm doing it for you, George W. Who wouldn't, right? To have the president, an ex-president of the United States be here at MutinyRadio.fm. Exactly. It would be March 4th. It would be a crazy show. Um, we need your support. We need, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, this page can't be displayed. I wanted you guys, I wanted you all to hear that. Uh, all you people out there in Radio Land, because it is well. George W. wasn't the brightest funny. man, so we might have to let George W. rescind it again. Absolutely. <laughs> well, no. Well, I think also what happened is that my internet went out here, so we're gonna we're gonna try to figure that out. Uh, you see, you guys have been listening all day here uh, from high noon until 2 p.m. Uh, that's my computer going. The internet's disconnected. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is the Alticast. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. I've been joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Win. Yeah. And I, I so appreciate your truth on this stuff with all these people because it's so hard. I'm just too much of a soft heart. I watch it and I'm like, oh, I really... You always look for the good. I always want to look for the good, but that last that last one, man. Ugh. I think she needs more work. Just because it's at the punchline doesn't mean that it's... 
like that's going to be the best video. I mean, look at Sean McKenzie's was at Cinecave, and he had a great video. Um, that was great. Okay, so this is George W. Bush. Uh, we'll see how this works. I think he did this show in... Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Here we go. Your headliner is the one and only ex-president of the United States. Give it up for George. Is it Walker? George Walker Bush. Some people have told me, George, 
It's quite an awful big building for one copy of Good Night Moon. <laughs> I so appreciate that. All right, thank you guys. That's my, that's my George Bush. Yay! Okay, so that's drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. That's that's who that is. <laughs> I love drummer it. Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. Uh, Moving to the in-town pile. Of course pile. he's going to be in-town. Yeah. So um, Air Force One. Yeah. Oh, Shelly Strabel was next. Uh, but we're going to... This That was it for today. And you know what's crazy is there's still... It's open until the end of this month. Uh, and even though the ones we went through today, there's still 42 left to go through. Which is crazy, except for the ones today where I was like, I don't know where to put them. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And miscellaneous. So, yeah, miscellaneous. Um, but so what we have so far to give you guys the um, the the numbers in town, we have I we've said yes or like we're gonna look at them again to five people for in town for out of town. Ooh, we have a lot from out of town. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, out-of-towners we've really really liked and in the no pile there's only five so we need to get some more in that no pile <laughs> um, but we're gonna be doing this every week uh, until we get through the submissions because why not it's content for the radio which is exciting and uh, thank you guys for joining us here on the AltaCast today as we've gone through our submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 that's going to be playing here at the station March 2nd through 6th, brought to you by Alta California, as well as some other uh, really great uh, uh, sponsors. PBR is a sponsor. Um, and we have we have a lot of we have a lot of great sponsors. Asiento down the street. And I'm really excited about this uh, incredible, happy thing that's going to be happening here at Mutiny Radio. So, coming up next, guys, is Think, Grow, Love with Y. Stein. So, enjoy that. Thanks for being on the AltaCast. Thank you so much, Latoya. You're the best. Anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes. Baby, good because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number for AltaCalifornia.com. That's for AltaCalifornia.com for a non addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number for AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. 
the House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews.